Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Have you ever met someone who is just, they ooze generosity? Anyone, anyone uh, sitting next to someone who's kind of like that? <laughs> you know, you're just around them, and it might be to do with money, but it's, it's often not. You know, like it's just, there's something about them that's just, they give off this, this generous vibe. We are starting a new series today, The Generous Life, and man, I just, I love meeting people like that, don't you? You know, just, they're generous with their words, with their kindness towards others, they're generous in their friendships, they're generous with their time, with their knowledge, with their wisdom, maybe they're generous with their forgiveness uh, towards us. Maybe they are generous with their resources, the, the things that they can uh, do in a, in a monetary sort of sense. Actually, um, just the week before last, um, Kate Brown, who's one of our awesome group leaders, uh, some of you may have seen it, she, she posted on our Facebook community uh, page, group, Facebook group, and, um, and uh, she just said, look, there's someone in our, in our group at the moment who's, who's really struggling. They've got, um, they've got something going on with their car that they actually desperately need to replace. She, she, was, she, was, she wasn't trying to put undue pressure on us or anything like that. Just she was putting it out there. Could anybody help in any way? And I don't know the time frame, but it was like it was easily within the day. Uh, she, put, she replied to her own message and said, wow, someone in our church has just donated them a car. How cool is that? Like, I think that's, that's what we're talking about, right? That, that's, that's the generous life. Anyone else like a car? No, no, no. no. <laughs> we're giving away cars this morning. You know? <laughs> Everybody's got it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> As I think through my own life, I am so grateful for those people who have been generous towards me in all sorts of different ways. You know, as a, as a teen and in my early 20s who were generous in their belief of me, uh, to get, gave me a go at leading stuff and doing things. I, I'm generous at those, to those who have extended me forgiveness through the years as I have made mistakes that have affected them and in their generosity they have extended forgiveness towards me. I'm I'm generous for, for people's uh, just kindness towards me. I'm, I'm generous that uh, people in my, uh, that I have experienced in my life have sacrificially given of themselves to me. I'm so grateful for those people that have done that. And many of you are in the room. We see in Scripture this overarching theme of a call towards a generous life, Right? And I, I, I'm, I'm convinced, right? You don't need to convince me of the, the benefit of generosity, the importance of it, the scriptural content of it. But I don't know about you, and maybe you can relate, but I still find it really hard. <laughs> I, there, are, there are times where it's kind of like, 
I, I need someone to come along and sort of pry my fingers open, you know, to be, to be generous with something, you know, or towards someone or whatever it may be. I'm, I'm convinced of how important it is, yet I still find it a challenge to do. I even experience and can relate in my life where at times, and we've never been particularly wealthy, but when I have been generous with my finances, but in my heart, for whatever reason, I have not felt generous. Being generous is a challenge. Any friends? <laughs> and that's why it's important for us, every now and again, to just bring it to our attention again and say, you know what, this life, if we're here and we're wanting to follow Jesus, this is actually really important, that we step into, like, as Christians... We should be the most generous people around because of the example that God has set for us, which we'll talk about in a moment. Church should be the most generous place in all sorts of different ways that people walk into. They walk into a community of people who know the heart and the importance of generosity. Yet a spade a spade, it is hard at times. <laughs> but that's why it's important for us to talk about. And specifically this morning, I mean, over the next few weeks, we'll talk about different, we'll come at it from different angles in terms of the generosity piece. But specifically this morning, I want to talk about being generous towards others, not so much in the financial sense, but generous of heart and action towards others. The generous life. Sound okay? So, so right from the beginning of Scripture, we see this example of God being generous towards us. The story of creation. Very first uh, chapter in the Bible, in Genesis 1, first book, first chapter. Here we have this God who speaks into formless void and creates. It, it creates this, this, this place for us to be able to enjoy and encounter him and others Within it, right? Right towards the end of that chapter in Genesis 1 31, after this abundance of generosity and creation, he says, God saw that what, all that he had made and it was very good. Not just adequate, not just okay, not just super efficient, very good. No, little example, one little example in, in the story of creation green, right? They, they tell us that there are well over 300 different shades of green within nature. Now, if God was being efficient, adequate, one. Right? Here's a tree. Here's another tree. I know it looks a lot, you know, a lot like the next one, but go on, it's green. Okay, it's green, just chill, relax. If God was being, had that mentality about it, our, our world would be so much more bland. Green. One little example within creation. Then if you jump forward into the life of Jesus, the life of Christ, into the New Testament, we see the story of this self-giving love from God. Jesus, who just who over and over and over and over again gives of himself generously to the people 
that are around him. Uh, Philippians 2, 6-8. Who, being in very nature God, talking about Jesus, did not consider, consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Self-giving love. All throughout his life, he gave himself generously to others. Despite the pressure that was on him, the, the, the pressure to get caught, those that were out to get him, he still fought through to be generous in his posture towards other people, despite knowing that ultimately he would give it all. He would give his life on the cross. He still chose to be generous towards others and set that example for us. He chose to heal, to forgive, to wash people's feet, to serve in some way. And so we have these themes throughout Scripture, but we also have specific instruction to us. You know, uh, quite a fun exercise to do, maybe in your small group or uh, with some others, is to is to go through Scripture, or you can Google it, and uh, look up all of the one another scriptures that there are. So uh, uh, there are there are heaps of them. I'm just going to give you five one another references, okay? And we'll look at the type of life that we are encouraged into. Quick fire here. So here's a small little collection. John 13, 34 to 35. And really what it boils down to. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Or in 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just in fact, as in fact you are doing. Or Galatians 5, we're up to number 3, 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be Healed. Colossians 3.13. Bear with. Like Miranda? Bear with. Bear with. Only a small collection of the... <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Sorry, move on. Uh, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So just in those five references, to love, to encourage, to serve, to confess our sins, to pray, to forgive, it sounds like the generous life to me, right? There's this, uh, uh, there's a couple of verses in Proverbs which I think actually summarizes the, the generous life and the opposite of uh, quite well. It's a little bit in your face, so... But we'll be all right. We'll get through it together, okay? So in the message version, it says this. Uh, Proverbs eleven twenty four: The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. So if you're keen... For your life to get smaller, more restrictive, tighter, 
then it's very simple. Don't be generous. Then, of course, the opposite is also true. That if we want our lives to expand, to enlarge, our hearts to grow, then we can step into a life of generosity. But here's the rub. This is not some weak-willed, just-be-a-nice-person sort of message. This takes some fight. And it's why I love meeting people, and I, I eyes down, who are in their senior years, <laughs> who have got that spark in their eye. They've been a Christian for many, many years, and they still love people, they love the church, they, they are for you, they are generous with it. They have not just magically landed there. They have fought through some things, they've processed through some things in their life in order to maintain that ear of generosity. I love meeting people like that. And again, there are many of those people in the room right now, but I'm not going to point because you're not, uh, you don't want to be referenced as in your senior years. <laughs> That's what I want to be when I grow up, you know? So it's to be fought for. It's important. And it's important because a generous life echoes God's generosity. A generous life echoes God's generosity. If we want to follow Jesus, and I don't presume that's everyone in the room, we're, we're on our journeys, many of us are on our journeys to discover Jesus for ourselves, but if we've stepped into that life of saying yes to God, and yes, I want to follow that life of Jesus, this is the example that he is calling us forward into. We won't get it right all the time. <laughs> But that's the call, to echo God's generosity. Okay, so how do we do it? <laughs> how do we do it? Uh, there's all sorts of different uh, things that we could talk about here and all sorts of different angles that we could come at it. But I just want to give you two specific things that, you, that, that I believe help us to step into this life of generosity, all right? You ready? Yeah. Give me a hit me with it. You ready? In the bleachers, hit me with it. Oh, that was outstanding. Firstly, expose the sting. Expose the sting. Be real about those areas that you feel the grip tightening in, in your own life where you feel your heart struggling to enlarge outward and your world just begin to sort of shrink in a little bit. You know, someone asks you that question and you know that it takes a heart of generosity to respond in a certain way and you just you feel the, the sort of the, the stinge factor come into your heart. Be real about it to God and to others. If you were to take a moment right now and you were to reflect on your life, are there any stinge areas? Any areas within your life where you feel the stinge factor? 
it may well be in an area where you have been burnt in some way. Where you stepped into something generous in the past, but something happened. And it, and it, and it sort of, it just it fell flat or it came back. Maybe you did extend generous forgiveness towards someone, but it came back harsh at you. They came back harsh at you. And you're like, oh, that didn't, that didn't feel very nice. I don't know if... And then the next time around, okay, it takes something, doesn't it, to extend that sort of generosity. And yes, unfortunately, sometimes that can happen within church life, where you, you give of yourself in a generous way in some way, shape, or form, but something happens and you just you come out of the experience just feeling a bit sort of used or burnt in some way. And again, the next time around the, where you have that opportunity to step in, you're like, ah, oh, you're just a bit... There's a bit of stinge that comes and grips our hearts in that. It just happens. We are people and we let each other down. It's important, though, to not just stay there, right? You know, to expose, expose that stinge. And it doesn't mean that you can't bring wisdom the next time around. You can't approach the situation somewhat differently because of the learnings of that experience. But it's also important to process through in a way that enables you to still respond with a generous heart. And a generous heart doesn't mean just saying yes all the time. That's, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. Often we say no to something so that we can be generous towards something else. That's, it's not about a busier, do more, just be, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's about that posture of our heart and our related actions towards it. And if I could just be real with you for a moment about how this sort of played out for me in, a, in a, just in a, a recent little example. Uh, obviously, won't sort of go into the details and so forth, but, but I think it's helpful for, um, you know, just sort of grounding this a little bit. So uh, a wee while ago, there was, um, there was a critical uh, uh, comment uh, that was made that was directed in my, in my way. And I know you're thinking, no, no, negative. <laughs> Sorry to put words in your mouth there, but yeah. um, you know, stuff, stuff happens. And you know, in, in life, that, that does happen from time to time in all sorts of different spheres and all sorts of different ways. And sometimes uh, it just, you just barrel on, you know, you just, it doesn't really affect you and you just sort of carry on. But the way that I think that it's best sort of just can describe it is just that it felt like it stuck a little bit. It just, it just got a bit stuck on me. So, so when I um, thought about it, the situation, when I thought about that person, uh, then it, it, it just it, it had that sort of stinge factor that sort of came to the surface. I was going down to uh, Christchurch, uh, sitting, in the, sitting in the plane, and just uh, not wanting to stay there, you know, and just so talking to God about this and just asking him uh, to, to take the learnings from it. You know, don't hear me wrong. Uh, you know, um, it's, it's important that when those sort of critical statements come towards us that we filter it through, right? We, we, uh, Jacinda often says, you know, we, we take the chicken and spit out the bones, so we, we, we take the stuff that's important to learn from, the res- I, I, that I can own the responsibility in. Um, 
but as you know, I was talking this through, processing this through with God, just you know, asking Him for His help in it and so forth. We were um, we were flying over. Um, it was a clear day, sort of uh, springtime-ish. Not much snow on the Southern Alps, but it was a nice clear day, so you could see you could see the mountains. And in the lower sort of mountains, not wasn't much snow around, but the snow that was there was sitting tucked away in those south-facing slopes. You know, those slopes that don't get much sunshine, so, you know, east, east around to the north and the west, so you don't get any sun on that southern slope. And so the snow just sort of sticks there and, and stays there longer. And I just felt that gentle encouragement from, from God, from the Holy Spirit, just saying, just continue to expose that sting. Let the... Let the light of Christ... shine into those areas don't don't try to hide them away you know and so it was it was just it was it was really it was really helpful and good for me and so I just sort of sat in that um, for a time and then a little bit later on chatted that through with some people that I really trusted and so forth and and it's and it's not like it's sort of things magically disappear but the power of it is broken you know, when we expose those things to God, just it's, it, it does not hold the same power over us. That stinge factor is able to be lifted again. What areas of stinge do you need to expose to God and to others in your life at the moment? Eyes forward, no elbows. <laughs> it's a good question, eh? And I think if we're really honest, all of us will have some area. If you're a perfect, generous person, power to you. <laughs> Expose the stinge. Secondly, and simply, put it into practice. <laughs> just, just get out there and do it. There's no substitute, right, for actually stepping forward and being generous in our lives. It makes me think of Galatians 6 verse 9, let us not become weary in doing good. And there's obviously, like we're talking about, so many different ways that we can do this, can live out this generous life. John Wesley, uh, founder of the Methodist Church, said this, for example, some of you may have heard this quote, do all the good you can by all the means you can and all the ways you can and all the places you can at all the times you can to all the people you can as long as ever you can. Do not become weary in doing good. Again, I wonder if there is an area in your life at the moment where you just want to just dial up a little bit the generosity factor. Just an area in your world where you can just take it a couple of clicks more to extend that generosity in some way towards others. In our words and our attitudes and the things that we make time for. One of, the, one of the ways that we can help to practice this is to lean into the rhythms and structures that are around us that help us to practice being generous. And uh, in particular, you know, here at, at Coast, there's a couple of really practical things that I'd love to call you towards. Now, of course, this is not the only way to live this out, to practice this, of course. 
But for us as a community of people, they are really important things for us to step into and to do. And that is around our groups, by you know, attending or facilitating in a small group in some context. And the other is by joining one of our awesome teams at church. And so you might have noticed on uh, some of the doors and so forth as you came in, there was a, uh, a little poster just simply with, join, here we go, join the Fana with groups and teams with QR codes that'll link you through into our groups page on the website and obviously our teams page uh, on the, with the one on the right. And I want, to, I, I want to call you specifically towards these couple of areas in life. And there's all sorts of different ways that you can engage within them. So with our teams, for example, uh, if you are here and Coast is home for you, I would love to encourage you to find some area, some way that you can join the team. Most of our teams around church life sort of do sort of a, a once a month sort of roster or something like that, but not all of them. Sometimes they're, they're just for larger events that are sort of one or two times in the year. But if it is at all possible for you, I would love to encourage you towards that because this life of generosity happens best when we do it together. So it might be that you could step into something uh, with, that's very practical, like our setup teams, for example. They do an amazing job of facilitating the space for different things and ministries to go on on a, on a Sunday morning. Uh, to rock up every Sunday morning and just get it done. And it's a great team to be a part of. Maybe it's something very practical in that sense. Maybe it's investing into our young people in some way, in our kids' teams or in our youth teams. Where it is, like we were talking about earlier on, they're so precious to us. It's important that we invest into them. Maybe it's to do with our worship and production teams. These guys serve us so well uh, every time that we gather together. And that might be your bent. We would love to invite you, call you into those things. If you have giftings and talents in your life, we as a body of people need you. So come and join the team. Maybe it's, out, maybe it's in creating a welcoming environment. It's being on the door and being a friendly face. It's in our hospitality team. If you want to keep getting coffees every week, we need people to help serve them. <laughs> but it's just about creating a, a warm, hospitable place. Maybe it's outside of our Sundays in some of our community teams. Maybe it's in our our, our group life. Uh, hey, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. And our, uh, in our group life, maybe it's, uh, in, like I say, in our events or it's joining the prayer team. It, there are all sorts of different ways that we can step into this. And I want to unashamedly call you towards it, not just because there's a task to get done, but because of the difference that it makes in our lives and in your life. And really at the bottom line of it is all of those are driving towards facilitating a place where people can encounter Jesus. That's what it's all about. Ryan Hartwig says, no matter how you slice it, 
People grow into who they are they're meant to be in the context of community. And so this is us. This is community. And we want to grow into the people uh, that God is calling us uh, into by being around and growing with those that are beside us. Cool? You know, at the end of the day, I, I, I see that we richly gain from each other if we lean into this generous life together. And like I say, it, it's, it's not just a structural piece, it's a heart piece where we gain from each other, but we also gain ourselves as we grow into that. And in our year of up and go, and sorry, I should have our sponsor's product, just right, just right here, <laughs> prayer and invitation, walking out this generous life is really important because it helps to create a place, an environment, where those that we have invited experience the generosity of God in. And so we can do that individually, but we can also do it as a community of people. And so as we track forward into this year, looking to step into those things in particular, then this is the calling to us because we want to reflect our generous God to those who are exploring who he is and tracking towards him. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.